podcast by Mohan Gage. In this podcast series, we'll be speaking to industry leaders from various business verticals and understand their approach towards marketing and growth. We'll be focusing on key aspects like customer acquisition, retention, engagement, personalization, among others, and provide key insights to our community of marketers and product owners. This is your opportunity to learn and emulate these learnings in your campaigns and marketing initiatives to churn exceptional results. Welcome back to yet another exciting and insightful episode of the Mo Engage podcast. I'm your host Rajashi and I have a very special guest with me here today. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick announcement and a shout out to our friends at AppFollow who have made this episode possible. AppFollow is an all-in-one service for mobile marketing, user acquisition and customer support which enables you to track your downloads, boost organic visibility and manage customer feedback in one place. Check out the platform to fix all of your ASO problems and boost your app ratings and rankings if you already haven't. All right, so our guest today is a very good friend and an expert in everything ASO, Mr. Ilya Kukarev, the head of ASO at AppFollow. Welcome to the podcast Ilya. How are you doing? Uh, thank you so much for inv- inviting me today. Yeah, I'm doing great. Hope you too. So let's make it real. This great podcast. Awesome, Ilya. Um, Ilya and I have previously worked together on a customer engagement playbook to navigate a crisis where you know he helped us with really insightful information on the travel and hospitality segment, how it was affected by the pandemic, and also the ASO tactics that should uh, that would ensure growth even during the lull period. So, um, Ilya, I know you very well, but for the listeners today, why don't you give a brief introduction to your background and your current roles and responsibilities at AppFollow? Yeah, of course. Uh, so, a little bit about myself. Yeah, I started working in ASO like uh, maybe six or seven years ago. I'm starting doing this in the uh, largest meta search for airline tickets, avia sales in Russia and uh, nearby countries. So we started doing ASO in the App Store and Google Play when just nobody knows what, what is ASO and why you should do this. That's why we actually achieved lots of uh, uh, high rankings and uh, overall success in this uh, because we started doing it before everyone. So, and like three years ago, uh, a follow team that we were working with like for two years before, uh, a follow team just invited me uh, to their product uh, to be the product manager of the ASO, pro- uh, ASO part of the product. And uh, just for three years already, uh, I'm developing the, uh, the ASO part of the product. So we are making the uh, tools for the ASO, tools for keyword research, tools for the competitors uh, an- analytics. So all this stuff is on me. So I have uh, already like a large team of uh, seven people. And we are working uh, every day to make the ASO easier for users and make easier analytics. So, and uh, all the stuff. So I'm really happy just joining the Apollo team three years ago and we're doing such a great project here. Uh, really interesting that you mentioned, you know, how you joined Apollo from ABS sales and how you contributed to building that total, um, you know, a, a platform which provides really amazing ASO services to all of your clients. Uh, we'll, it's it's really interesting to see you bring up this point because that is kind of a discussion pointer that I want to bring out when you are uh, when we are a little bit more into the podcast discussion where we'll talk about, you know, how to build ASO teams from the scratch and whether it is uh, the right way to go about it uh, or should you, you know, um, outsource your ASO efforts. So without any further ado, let's dive right into the topic at hand and uh, begin our uh, discussion with the ASO trends that have emerged in 2021. Uh, Could you tell us a little bit about the impact on different industries and maybe start us off uh, by giving a few use cases Mm -hmm. from uh, some of the verticals that you are really well aware of like travel um, and, uh, you know, e-commerce, retail, um, sports and gaming and uh, any other vertical that you might have uh, noticed an impact on um, in your experience. Yeah, of course. So uh, as I talked earlier, I was working and actually working a little bit in the avia sales, the travel engine, the travel search. So we we thought uh, just that the travel disappeared. So uh, nobody was buying tickets and nobody was flying like on vacations. So the travel industry, the whole travel industry was in a huge crisis and still there. Uh, but but for now, it's like a, uh, things are getting better 
for day after day, things are getting better. And we see that uh, in, for example, in, Uni in the United States, things are really getting better in Russia. By the way, the Russia is the, uh, the, the travel resurrection, let's say, the, is the fastest uh, compared to the world in, uh, in Russia. So uh, Russian people really love to travel and they're just buying tickets to just to travel anywhere because they're really, uh, they don't like to like sit home. So we see that in, compared with Europe, uh, Russia is growing really fast uh, in terms of uh, travel resurrection. So that's really great news for us. Uh, as for other things, of course, we saw the, the fitness uh, uh, apps uh, were, were growing like a, like a hell because uh, uh, lots of apps actually changed their CTAs, changed their screenshots and icons to fitness from outside. For example, they have like some screenshots where people are doing fitness uh, exercises on the fresh air. And now they have screenshots with people doing exercise at home. So that's a really great thing uh, in terms of ASO, in terms of user position, that's amazing. Um, it was a, a huge spike of fitness downloads in the beginning, like last summer, uh, when like lockdown uh, made people like sit home. And right now we see that fitness apps are like getting, uh, they're just returning to the usual uh, number of downloads. So, uh, and I guess people are ready to go outside and make some sports outside. What about gaming things? Um, I saw the huge spike of uh, gaming downloads, of course, and I saw the uh, all these reports that telling us that gaming are really rocking, that gaming revenue are rocking. Of course, it's, um, uh, it's working because people started playing more games uh, at home uh, and they just downloading it and buying uh, all the gems and uh, all these in-apps from games. The things uh, and other verticals that actually are dropping down is uh, not surprising, but it's music and podcasts because uh, people, are, they were dropping down actually last year because people used to listen music. Uh, they used to listen music while they uh, commuting to work or just while they're going somewhere uh, and people actually don't like listen music at home as we saw as we saw uh, because the music apps actually got some drop in downloads and rankings uh, so but right now I everything is just uh, getting back to normal and I hope there uh, won't be the third wave of, of this uh, virus and uh, someday things are really uh, come back to normal so uh, what about retail and e-commerce? Uh, that's actually the sad thing that lots of shops, lots of stores uh, had to close and um, uh, retail thing actually moved to online. Uh, of course, this, you see, uh, they were moving online like uh, step by step slowly, like maybe it took them for several years to move all the, uh, all the purchases online. But this virus situation just pushed them uh, to move all the services to the online stores. And actually, this is a good thing because uh, online shopping is the future and uh, someday you won't need to just go outside and buy something. Actually, all these things uh, really moved forward, this online thing, online uh, purchases, online, uh, online meetings. And uh, so someday you just realize that you don't need to fly uh, to another continent. You don't need to go to the shopping mall to buy something and you, you can do almost everything you can be done online. So this is the good thing about the, uh, all this pandemic thing. And uh, so I guess uh, to summarize everything that is connected to our outdoor activities was dropping down uh, and everything that is connected to spending time at home was just rocking. So, but right now it's uh, everything's getting better and it just, uh, let's say uh, coming back to normal and so coming back to this balance between uh, outside activities and inside activities. We see the travel is resurrecting. We see the sports is uh, going up. We see that music apps is going up. That's That means that people are spending more time outside and they just need to download this app. So this is like, like a short summary of what's happening right now. 
Uh, Ilya, really insightful points, you know, in terms of um, uh, people not listening to music at, as much while uh, during the pandemic because of the, you know, lessened commute. Um, and now that uh, people are uh, venturing out more and offices have started opening up slowly because of the whole vaccination uh, rounds that are happening across the globe. So uh, that kind of makes sense. And uh, um, and I, I really want to talk about one particular point that you mentioned, you know, uh, COVID-19 acting as an inflection point for different uh, offline um, sort of retail shops or offline retail brands to move to an online platform, the whole digital transformation that has happened there. So do you have any data points or uh, do you have any stats to, uh, in terms of maybe daily active usage of the apps itself or the download numbers? Um, of apps across the different countries, like you mentioned, for example, the focus countries of UK and Russia. Um, has there been any significant increase in the downloads or the uh, DAUs, MAUs, or weekly active usage um, in, 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 in those countries for retail apps? Uh, yeah, you see, I can say for travel, uh, we saw that uh, the travel is just the number of people that are buying tickets in Russia is uh, uh, setting like records. It's just uh our sales is um, uh, selling tickets more tickets in russia than ever before daily so uh that's a really great numbers there but as for other things uh, i unfortunately i can't uh, i can't just uh, provide like specific numbers but i saw these trends uh, and charts and they just uh, they just they, they're just great and uh they they leave the hope that everything is getting better right right uh, so as a follow-up to that question Ilya, uh, what's the impact um, of these trends that have emerged in 2021 on say something like uh, a branded search term versus a, um, a non-branded app uh yeah actually when the the uh the pandemic starts people just stopped downloading for example the travel apps they started downloading the fitness apps and right now we see that when things are getting back normal uh that people prefer uh branded apps so we see that in travel we see it in in other in other categories uh i think that is happening because uh those amount of people that actually are ready to uh, ready to travel ready to go outside ready to like make some uh uh, public meetings, they are actually familiar with uh, uh, all these brands, all the shopping brands and uh, the music, the retail brands. Uh, so that's why they are, they need these apps, they downloading and they buy the branded uh, by the branded search terms. But other people that actually are not ready to go outside, maybe they are just uh, uh, just not ready. Uh, they are done downloading uh, new apps because they don't they don't need them. And another thing, of course, it's because of people, uh, people wealth. So we understand that pandemic is not really, uh, of course, it's great that we see that this digital transformation and all this stuff, but of course, lots of shops, lots of stores, lots of restaurants were closed and lots of people lost their jobs. And that's why they, uh, they got less amount of money for their monthly, uh, monthly purchases and they just don't uh, they just don't like looking for any app. They just don't looking for any game. They just if you, for example, if they if they have some money to spend, they prefer uh, to spend this money for the well-known brands, for the well-known games, uh, just because they don't have the opportunity to spend like uh, fifty dollars there, fifty dollars here to this game, to this music app, to this fitness subscription, or something like this. They just choosing the the best one on the market and they spending their money there. That's why we see actually. That's why we see them. Uh, These things are getting better for the branded apps. For example, in United States, uh, Expedia and Hopper and uh, other like huge brands, they are uh, they are getting much more downloads than other non-branded apps and other uh, maybe not so well-known brands. So we see that really the the brand uh, the brand impact here is really strong, and people are uh, people. Uh, are moving to the branded uh, to the branded purchases and like subscriptions for any apps. All right, all right, makes sense. Like um, you know, in, in in terms of the objective that uh, 
um people that you brought up you know in terms of people not having the money or the time to spend on non branded app it kind of makes sense the trend that it is following um all right ilya so uh, we'll be talking about a couple of other things you know in terms of uh, um the app metrics uh, that that are important and that should be tracked by every growth and product owner uh, the impact of reviews and ratings and other super super fun stuff so moving on um uh, what are some of the important factors for the app store and uh, google play um in in terms of ranking better or in terms of getting better ratings and uh, how does one deal with the algorithm um, of these uh, different uh, you know play stores or th- these different app stores that are available yeah that's a great question actually the the uh, the optimizing for google play is a huge pain for every aso aso manager aso professional so while when we are talking about the app store it's not that uh, it's not that hard because app store is taking into account your downloads at all so you just making your metadata you are including some keywords in the title subtitle and the keyword field and then you are ranking for them so there are no surprises you just start ranking for them of course you can rank uh, low uh, that's why you have like a plan what to do uh, you need to like move your uh, major keywords to the title you can uh, start uh, using the search ads uh, service and everything is quite quite stable and you have plan what to do next but when we are talking about the google play it's like a black box because for example um, like a month ago we just updated the icon for our one of our apps and we lost all the export traffic so that means export traffic is this is when uh, users are looking for your app through categories like different fe- featured collections uh, subcategories and without search so we lost all the traffic from the from the explore channel and we don't know how to bring it back uh, it's already month past and that's why optimizing for google play and for google play algorithms is a huge black box and the only thing actually that can help us right now is a google natural language system uh, it's working for english only right now but we always are checking our text we always checking our descriptions and google natural language tool can help you to see uh, how google understand your text so for example you are pasting there your description and you will see that yeah uh, with a, uh, zero like uh, with 90% 98% is this text about for example about calculators or about like hotel set so uh i recommend i highly recommend you using it uh because this is this is actually right now the only way to get to get the idea of what google thinks about your app uh that's why uh optimizing for in app store is optimizing for the people so people will see your uh your app your title your screenshots and will uh decide download it or not uh and that's why you will get uh, higher rankings for the keywords and higher rankings and more reviews so and when when we are optimizing for the uh, for the google uh, for the google play we are optimizing for the google play algorithms and machines so we just asking google to put us in the uh, in the featured collections in the different subcategories in the other collections from the restore so the explore traffic for example in games explore traffic can be like 90% of overall uh, organic downloads so you can imagine what can happen with the game if it lose like 90% of their downloads so search is not uh, that good channel for the games because actually nobody's searching uh, like game with aliens and uh, guns and battle royale so nobody doing this uh, that's why people are looking for games through the store through the collections and feature sections and that's why optimizing for google algorithms um, to make them put your in the in the in the great collection for example on the main games page or in the in the category this is the really challenging thing and this is i guess what's important in the google play aso in uh, this year and next because google actually is a great uh, in the machine learning google is great in the in the semantics and all this natural language processing so that's why google knows what's your app or game is about and google is uh, like putting you in the collection that uh, the machine thinks it should be so that's why it's really important to optimize for google algorithms not for not for people uh, on the uh, page so of course another thing here can be like putting the uh, putting this uh, 
CTAs on the screenshots. We have like a several uh, several thing uh, several things that uh, Google is reading actually text on the screenshots. That's why uh, you can put like some CTAs there, and it will help Google machine to to put your in the in the correct collection on the correct category. So this is the difference, main difference between App Store and Google Play. So in App Store we are optimizing for people for for downloading uh, our app for search. Uh, and in Google Play, we're optimizing for Google algorithms and machines to let Google decide where our, our app will be uh, in, the, in the Play Store. Optimizing for people versus optimizing for algorithm. Really, really interesting insight there, um, Ilya. So um, now let's move on to the app marketing metrics and evaluating ASO efforts. So in your experience, what are the most important metrics to track when it comes to text and graphic optimization? Uh, yeah, thank you for dividing the text and graphic optimization into two parts because uh, actually most of people are, of course, it, it's, it's correct. When you're talking about ASO, you are talking about the complete optimization of the app page. But the complete optimization of the app page is, um, we have the point one text optimization, point two graphic optimization, and point three uh, reviews and ratings. We'll talk about uh, them a little bit later, I guess. So, uh, Let's start with text optimization. When we're talking about text, uh, the major thing here is number of um, number of impressions. So we see that after any text optimization, the number of impressions, it's uh, all page views. If you are talking uh, about the Google Play, the number of impressions should grow because we are getting our app more search visibility. We are make we are using new keywords. We are getting higher positions. That's why it, it should bring us uh, to the increasing impressions number. So this is the major metric here. Uh, also, we can track the uh, also we can track the number of total ranked keywords. Of course, it's really also important because we are uh, optimizing our semantic core and the total number of keywords should grow because uh, stores are just putting us in the in the search results for the other keywords that even can be not in our metadata but app store and google play they they good at this and we can rank for example like huge games like uh, among us or fortnite the, uh, when they were in store of course uh, they're ranking like for several thousands of keywords of course uh, it's it's all because of the app store and google play semantic algorithms so uh, the two metrics is the number of impressions and the total ranked keywords is is really important for the text uh, aso of course you can use uh, other calculated metrics like in a follow we have the search visibility analysis it's like it's like com complicated metrics that allows you to see how good you are visible compared to the other apps in the category. So this is uh, also the great thing to uh, to evaluate the text optimization efforts. So uh, and then when we get the like we are get a growing number of impressions, our target is to get downloads. So that's why we need to think about the graphic optimization, and we need to convert. To downloads actually these impressions that they got on the step one so that's why we started working on the on the icon we started working on the screenshots uh, remember there are lots of actually guides uh, in online how to make the proper icon or proper screenshots uh, so let's talk about the screenshots that you need to say uh, most of people actually are making a, a really a really often mistake they are trying to put the list of features for example on the uh, on the screenshots, for example, fitness apps telling us that they have like uh, thousands of exercises, they have hundreds of videos and all the stuff. So actually, me as a as a consumer, I don't care about how many exercises, uh, how many videos you have. Uh, I care about what will I get with your app. So that's why you need to say uh, what will I get actually with your app. Uh, like maybe I will I will lose uh, half of my weight, or I will get my muscles, or just just tell me what uh, what I will get. So actually, this is working not only for fitness app. This is working for any other app. So that's why uh, in the music apps, for example, I don't care that. Uh, like any streaming service has like 5 million of songs or 10 millions of songs. I, I won't ever listen to all of them. So that's why 5 or 10 millions is actually nothing uh, for me. Uh, that's why uh, 
just say me what uh, what advantages will I get, for example, Spotify versus Apple Music. Maybe you have some uh, exclusive article, uh, exclusive artist. Maybe have some really great features to help me listen, for example, on my Apple Watch or listen on my uh, I don't know while am I running outside? I'm listening from my anything or streaming so give the advantages on the screenshots that's the that's a major point so you need to tell users users why your app is better than others so this is the actually real point and don't tell by features so of course you can just put in the in the corner that you have some maybe some uh 50 exercises to make your muscles grow and uh, let your muscles grow in a week or something like this so tell the the real actions and uh the, here is the graphic optimization and of course the major uh the major kpi of graphic optimization is the conversion rate so that's why we we need to see we need to measure our conversion rate compared to the benchmarks and optimize it like a step by step and of course if your app is like a uh, like a new new brand or maybe your brand is not really well known uh do not make make this mistake and do not include the your brand name in the title don't or do not spend these 30 symbols for your brand name you can include it in subtitle uh, and put your major keywords in the in the title uh and of course uh, so we have like a text optimization and graphic optimization and the major metrics for text optimization is impressions and uh, total number of ranking keywords and of course the number of keywords in the top one or top five and the major metrics for the graphic optimization is the conversion rate so your graphics your icon and screenshots should make this work to converting from impressions that you get with the text optimization to downloads and downloads should convert to the purchases of course as we are uh, looking for money in the app store but this is like an internal app metrics so i guess these three metrics are impressions uh, uh conversion rate total no number of ranked keywords they actually the uh the most important metrics in the in the text and graphic optimization awesome uh so like you mentioned you know um always have uh your 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 uh what is your unique selling point rather for example if it's a fitness app then you need to have a statement saying that you can reduce so and so weight in so many days or you can lead a healthy lifestyle in so many days and so on and so forth and also about you know um clearly clearly communicating um what what exactly it is that you do in the graphic optimization through screenshots so moving on um i think the third point that you mentioned in terms of uh aso uh the 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 three different pillars of aso being text optimization graphic optimization and reviews and ratings so speaking of reviews and ratings how exactly do they affect the organic user acquisition uh, because now you mentioned uh, that you know um, the the text optimization has uh, or the graphic optimization has a very important effect on uh, the conversion rate from um, you know um, users who are clicking to uh, to finally making uh, to finally having the download so how do the ratings and reviews affect the organic user acquisition and we often hear that reviews and ratings are very critical to the success of organic acquisition efforts uh, could you shed some light on that yeah of course you're right the the ratings and reviews are actually critical for the uh for the successful organic user acquisition why is this happening uh, actually not for organic i will tell you a little bit more about this uh but let's start with organic when you just looking for the app in the app store on google play you have for example like you're looking for the fitness app uh what what things are you considering when you selecting the fitness app first of all if of course screenshots we talk about this and i will select the app that will promise me like thousands of muscles and now in in a week so and then for example if there are uh several apps that are promising me the same i will check the the ratings this is the actually the the common thing when you're buying something on amazon then when you're buying something on ebay uh you're always checking the ratings that's why you're selecting the seller that will uh that that, that have uh lots of positive ratings that's why uh the same thing actually happening in the app store or google play you are select the goods uh goods is app in our case you're selecting the goods uh that have the higher rating so that's why working with ratings and reviews are really crucial for us today as it as it affecting our conversion rate and and 
actually everything is in ASO is connected. That's why uh, when you lose your uh, good ratings, you can lose uh, half of your downloads. You will lose your great conversion rate. You will lose your uh, keyword rankings. This everything is connected. Uh, that's why we need to keep our rating at least 4.5 because even Google Play has this new shiny filter of uh, show me apps like uh, with rating higher than 4.5 in the search results. So that's why this is like a this is benchmark for everyone uh, to keep on. Uh, so we ha we must ha uh, keep our rating uh, over the 4.5 uh, uh, in the App Store and Google Play. And of course, we need to work with uh, reviews. Uh, for example, we need to ask for review uh, and App Store and Google Play has their own uh, review asking uh, libraries uh, to uh, to include in the app, so you can ask users uh, about uh, how about to rate my app. For example, user just finished the great level in your game or just uh, completed the first uh, exercise in the fitness app, and you're asking please rate this app. And uh, of course, users will set uh, the uh, the five stars because everything is great. Uh, they completed the level, they finished the exercises, they are happy, and they, they set you five stars and you will get uh, this great rating or review in, in your store, and it will help you to get more, uh, more users uh, in the future. And the other thing, uh, to, uh, when we are talking about the reviews, uh, it's crucial to work with the reviews. Uh, First of all, to work with featured reviews. This reviews uh, shows on the uh, on the app page. So when users are coming from the this is actually another thing. When users are coming from the paid user acquisition, they are uh, getting landed on the on the your app page, and they are scrolling down. They see these negative reviews, for example. They are closing the app. That's why you are just uh, losing the user. It won't uh, he or she won't download your app. Uh, and uh, you just lose uh, potential money. So that's why the, uh, the reviews are on the app page should be always uh, like a five stars and uh, should be answered. So, so user uh, would see that, yeah, this developer is really great. This developer is communicating. So in case of any issues, in case of any problems, uh, I will get the answer for my issue. Uh, why it's important? Because actually in many apps, uh, the ratings, uh, the reviews in store uh, is the only channel to communicate with developer. So lots of apps don't have any support, support options in the app. So the only way to, to communicate, to contact the developer is to leave uh, a review. So that's why you need to, you need to track your reviews. Of course, you, you don't need to answer like all of them. For example, if you are getting like thousands of reviews every, every day, uh, you can answer only like negative, uh, from one to three stars and just to find out what's happening just to find out uh, what pains actually users have maybe to you need to fix some bugs maybe you need to make some improvements or maybe users are asking in the, for the new features and actually we can use reviews uh, as a great uh, as a great stream of uh, of user interviews for example people are just often asking for the new features in the in the reviews and that's why you can just uh, take a look like once a month to the semantic analysis of reviews like filter them for the by the product uh, and feature request and see what features actually users uh, needs in your app so this is a really great feedback channel and when it's the only feedback channel it's it's, it's becoming the crucial for us and for aso so it's actually the just a, a strong line when you are working with reviews, uh, you're getting higher ratings. Higher ratings will give you uh, higher conversion rates. Higher conversion rates will give you uh, bet, best position and better positions for the keywords. And you, eventually you will get more downloads because you are working with reviews. So everything is uh, in ASO is connected. And that's why they're working with ratings and reviews are really so important. Right. Uh, so higher ratings for all the um, for all the product owners who are listening to this podcast, um, higher ratings, higher conversion rate, uh, better position is the ultimate goal. So this is how you go about it. Uh, try to answer all of the all of the negatively uh, reviewed, um, you know, pain points. And, and, and this can also be used as a feedback channel for uh, future, um, you know, feature requests. So moving on, Ilya, 
um, now that we have discussed about uh, the whole ratings and reviews, so it kind of brings me to the next question, which is related to ratings. Actually, um, you have mentioned, you know, how how to uh, focus on ratings uh, uh, as as an indicator of a well developed app or an indicator of developers really engaging with their users and um, you know taking all the feature requests into consideration. So, how does one go about you know um, getting more ratings and increasing the average rating? So, get more ratings i think you have mentioned that once an user has completed a level on a game um, or for example has taken up um, uh, one of the online uh, or one of the um, you know exercise classes from home and then it's a good time to ask them for a rating or a review uh, but other than that, what kind of techniques do you guys at App Follow suggest uh, product owners um, and marketers to, you know, conduct on a regular basis to increase the amount of ratings and also the average rating uh, per rating? Yeah, actually, that's a great point. That we need to increase uh, the number of ratings manually because people are that's creatures that we don't we don't actually write we don't actually set the ratings when we are happy. Uh, you won't go to the store, for example, and you won't leave the review for the app that you are happy with. For example, I've downloaded the game, I played it, I'm, I'm, it's a really great game, but I won't spend my time to going to the store and just writing reviews. Hello, everyone, I'm really happy with this game. Okay, I'm recommending it. Nobody will do it ever. People are writing reviews only way when they are upset with something. So when you when some features in apps are broken or when the goods are not working as expected, people are going to the store uh, or Amazon or eBay or App Store, Google Play, all the same, and writing the negative review. So that's why um, without any actions from our side, uh, the overall overall up rating will always fall, fall down. So it can fall down like for uh, 0.01 points per year, but anyway, it will fall down. So that's why we need to ask users we need to ask users uh, to leave the positive review or to leave the positive rating star uh, just to keep our rating stable. And for example, in Avia Sales, we started uh, this uh, review prompt request uh, from iOS 10, I guess. It's like uh, four years ago already. And for the first week, uh, just imagine, for the first week, we get more ratings than for the last couple of years. So that means that right now our sales app has like 4,000, uh, 400,000 of ratings and nothing can, nothing can break this rating. For example, that's actually the great thing to, to protect yourself from some bugs. For example, you're releasing the game, you're releasing the app with, uh, that is crashing or some bugs inside and users started to writing you negative reviews. Users started to leaving you negative ratings, but you have so many of positive ratings already. So this, this can't actually do anything to you. This is the, another thing, uh, another great thing of um, asking for the great review. So, and what here, what can we recommend uh, uh, about asking the review? Of course, you can, you should test it. Uh, you can create your custom uh, rating request that actually will do nothing because you're just uh, asking user for rating. It's set like five stars and you're just closing it and sending to your uh, analytics platform just to see how users are reacting. So you're just putting this rating request. It's, we call this like fake uh, or custom rating request to uh, some places in your app after, for example, first exercise, if you're talking of, of, about the fitness app, maybe second exercise, you're just testing the, the positions uh, in the app to find the real great one. So you're just comparing, you're showing uh, this uh, on this position, you're showing like for 1,000 of users on another position, you show this rating request for another 1,000 of users. And finally, you will get analytics uh, results that will show you what's the best place for the rating request. And then you just put the native uh, App Store or native iOS or native Android uh, rating request in this in the in the space and boom you're getting lots of ratings every day so this is quite easy and I'm really surprised that uh, lots of apps are actually not using this not using it uh, and this is really easy to make this is really easy to uh, deploy and finally you will get lots of positive ratings lots of positive reviews uh, for your app and almost for free. Uh, and there are actually one one thing I want to mention. Uh, please do not 
uh, please do not put this rating request on the first session because, for example, you know something. Uh, so, sometimes I I open the game and I see first I see the push request, then I see this IDFA uh, for tracking request, then I see the geolocation request, I see the photo access request, and finally game is asking me to rate this. Of course, I will set it to one star because. Oh my God, I, I saw four requests already. Please let me play the game. So don't break the first user session. Don't break actually the user session. If, for example, someone is in the middle of exercise, don't ask them to, to rank uh, their apps. I know that this advice can be a little bit obvious, but trust me, I saw the apps that are asking me to rate uh, their app, for example, in the middle of exercise or even after crashing. So imagine that uh, app is crashed, and you're opening the app one more time after it's crashed, it uh, all your data is lost, but I was asking to, to rate it. So just, uh, it's actually the common sense uh, when you are looking for the place where to, uh, where to place this rating request, but of course it should be uh, the place in the app or the moment in the app when the user is super happy. So for example, yeah, as we told already, I finished the super, uh, super strong boss or I finished my first set of exercises and boom, I, of course I will set you five stars because that is really great. So that means that uh, no, no need to ask in the first session because maybe users are not really like your app in the first session. So find the place that when the users are really happy and put the rating request there and you'll get a huge rating increase. You'll get a huge uh, number of rating increase and the huge average rating uh, increase. And when we're talking about reviews, I actually we already discussed it, but just uh, just work with your users because users are uh, they are leaving the review when something is not working. And this is the great chance that uh, user will come back after you said that, yeah, hello, this uh, bug is fixed, for example, please come back and change your review. And users will, will come back actually and change their review to the four stars, for example, or something like this, because even uh, you need 10 five-star reviews or 10 five-star ratings to fix one, uh, only one one-star review. So this is really important not to not to keep these one-star reviews uh, in your store, asking users to, to to change it. So it's really working, and you can see now follow like the the, the reply effect is really working. Your users came back and changed their reviews, uh, helping you to to keep your high rating in the store. Right, right. So um, don't ask for app ratings on the first few sessions and uh, don't ask for an app rating when your app continues to crash or break. Um, so two key insights from here. Uh, now that brings us to the most important question, Ilya, which is uh, something that I alluded to in the starting of the podcast as well. Um, how does one, um, how does a brand go about, you know, uh, fixing the proper ASO team, um, the reporting structure, and which is better? Is it is it better to outsource the ASO activities or build a team in-house? Uh, you see, it depends. We we don't have the uh, we don't have the, like a simple answer because, for example, when we uh, when we started doing ASO in AppFollow, uh, there were no one on the market that actually were great uh, uh, in ASO. We just starting doing this. Uh, the first guys in the world, I guess, together with Anatoly, the, the CEO of Apollo. So, uh, for example, the, for, for, the, for the large companies, maybe enterprises, of course, it's better to have some, uh, some in-house uh, departments because I know some game, gaming companies, they have five or ten people in the ASO departments. Of course, they, lots, they have lots of uh, titles in their portfolio. And, of course, when they have, like, uh, 10, 15, 20, 50 games, it's easier to uh, manage all of them in-house because you have uh, your uh, you have your uh, ASO managers in the direct access. You can ask them uh, anything about your, uh, about your status. All the ASO managers are familiar with the roadmap of the company. They know what, what to expect. So for, Q, for large companies, it's better to keep this uh, inside. But of course, Right now, it's a huge challenge to find the uh, to find the 
uh, asset managers on the market because uh, there are lots of actually lots of uh, lots of things can, that can uh, that can learn you to to how to make a so. But of course, you need some experience. That's why uh, lots of uh, really experienced ASO managers are already uh, already had their jobs. And that's why it's quite uh, challenging to to hunt them. So, and when we are talking about the uh, the small companies and the middle companies, or the, the even the enterprise large companies with a small portfolio, for example, if the large company has like a couple of apps, uh, like Avia Sales has just only two apps, uh, we can talk about the outsourcing because it's quite easy to to track. Uh, what's going on for with this app? Just to make the one weekly meeting, one weekly report, and weekly things, for example. And it's easy to to company to to stay on the line because the outsourcing company will uh, will make uh, the truly professional reports. They make the truly professional optimizations. Uh, the only thing you need to do is maybe to sync with them just once a month. Uh, to correct the direction, to to tell more about what's going on, what will be done in the next, for example, month or quarter, and the team of professionals will uh, will make uh, the best uh, for the ASO optimization. But when we are talking about the, uh, the the huge company with like 50 titles, 50 games, it's easier to track everything inside because, uh, for example. One people can handle. Uh, I, I'm telling uh, with my experience, one people can handle up to three apps uh, at the same time. Because if you are doing more, if you are doing like for five, ten apps, you you lose your quality because you can't keep in mind, you can't keep in your head everything that's happening with those apps or games. So uh, answering this question, uh, if you have lots of apps in your portfolio, lots of games, it's better to do uh, everything in house. Uh, with uh, uh, with more control, of course you will need uh, uh, you will need team lead for this uh, for the team of ISO managers, and there is a problem on the market with the skilled uh, with the skilled people. Uh, and if you are working with the one or two apps, uh, your uh, for example maybe Avia sales company or booking company, they have like not not so many apps. It's better to outsource this because uh, uh, you want uh, you want to. Uh, you won't think about it actually you will have like weekly six uh, things or monthly things and team of professionals will do everything with your app so this is how it works and about reporting um, uh, it's uh, it depends of course uh, it, it depends because we had, when we are talking about reporting for the manager for example we need to include there uh, only high level high level metrics for example downloads revenue maybe conversion rate in uh, the two things should be included there is compared to the to the uh, last period for example if you're making the monthly report everything should be compared to the previous month and everything should be compared to your uh, competitors on the market and if you're making a report for the for the team of uh, for example of your uh, of your aso team lead it's better to include like uh, some uh, deep deep metrics like number of keywords, uh, the impressions. So all these metrics that uh, actually should keep uh, should be uh, left inside the ASO department. Because for me, for example, uh, as a as a manager, I don't really uh, I I don't want to say that I don't care. But uh, for me, uh, metrics like uh, downloads and revenue are much more important than number of ranked keywords. So I love actually the ASO and uh, I love all this keyword stuff, but I understand that number of ranked keywords won't uh, bring me like revenue and dollars. So the, that's why I'm keeping the number of ranked keywords and the impressions and the other like low level metrics for my ASO team. For example, I can say for my uh, ASO team lead, they hey, I've done the optimization and number of keywords and impressions are really growing. And that's, and that's okay, that's great. But when we are talking with, uh, for example, C-level, or when we are talking with managers, we should speak like with high-level metrics, uh, downloads and revenue. And of course, compared, as I told, compared with our competitors and compared with the previous period. And another thing that uh, the great ASO manager or ASO team lead should have, uh, we should uh, have an ability to, um, to, to see the future. So we, we need to we need to say our uh, our managers 
uh, what will be in the future. So what will we do and will, what will be the results? Uh, maybe predict what other competitors will do and to stay uh, stay ahead our competitors. And like actually I, I'm calling this to see the future. So yeah, that's it. So evaluating the portfolio and size of your company, how many apps you have uh, is the right way to decide whether you need to outsource or whether you need to build a team in-house. And like Ilya explained, um, you you go about you know building the ASO team and uh, make sure what kind of metrics you are communicating to different uh, different levels of management for the C level people, much more deeper insights versus um, you know talking about the conversion rate or talking about uh, how many people uh, how many branded keywords you have got uh, so on and so forth. Uh, so that kind of brings us to the uh, rapid fire section um, of the podcast, Ilya. So what what or who is your go-to learning resource when it comes to ASO? Uh, yeah, actually, I've collected the list of Twitters. I really love Twitter because uh, this is like a short, quick messages. You don't need to read like thousands of uh, words. And I've collected the list of uh, Twitter accounts that you have to follow if you are interested in the ASO. I'm constantly updating it. I am just checking it every week, just adding or removing some, uh, someone. And you can find it in my Twitter account. It's like a, a sticked, uh, uh, sticked message on the top. Uh, so Ilya, do you have a favorite e-commerce app? And, um, and, and, and why is it your favorite if you have one? The favorite e-commerce app, of course, is Amazon for me because uh, I can find there just anything I need, starting from the the something from a house, going to the computers and cars, so anything uh, anything I have I can find there. So, uh, of course, it is. Uh, also, by the way, I love the Etsy app. It's a like Amazon for handmade things because I can find there like lots of stuff for my uh, for my house like my wife like like uh, like it so much because we can we can just buy something for our our rooms our tables uh, so to make our our apartments look great so uh, on that note do you also have a favorite streaming app for content consumption uh, streaming app let's say I'm not uh, I'm not watching TV shows at lost, but I love the Apple TV Plus because they have really great uh, TV shows and movies there. Uh, I was using the Apple Music, but uh, I moved to the Spotify because on Spotify you can just easily switch between. Uh, actually, that can be the 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 thing that they should uh, include in their screenshots because it, you can easily switch between, uh, for example, playing on your. Uh, headphones you can switch to the uh, to the computer then you can switch to apple tv you can switch to your sound bar so it's easily switching between devices is can be the the, the real great thing uh, to mention on screenshots so you see i'm 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 thinking of, about aso even in this case so yeah <laughs> <laughs> no worries no worries I, I think it kind of makes sense because uh yeah like you mentioned it's it's very beneficial it's very useful the other day i was listening to the, some music on my phone and then suddenly switched to my laptop and i had to connect my phone to the charger but uh, then i could resume playing from that and i did not have to select the track or the artist all over again so yeah uh, really really valid point there so on that note, um, thank you so much for being with us today. And uh, I'm sure our community of marketers and product owners will really appreciate your feedback uh, and uh, your valuable insights in terms of, you know, um, ASO and uh, how to go about it. What are the different, uh, what are the different critical factors and what are the different metrics that they need to be aware of and need to track on a day-to-day -day basis. Um, so thank you so much. And before we wrap up, a quick announcement that we are going to host these collaborative episodes with our friends at app follow once a month so stay tuned and let us know what topic you would like us to cover next till then um, it's goodbye from us stay safe